Blackhawks Live. It always helps when you win. Go Blackhawks! That's hockey, baby! From the downtown studios of WGN Radio, it's time for Blackhawks Live. Let's pull back the curtain. Go behind the scenes of your favorite hockey team. That's what we're here for, guys, to win. Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Here's Chris Bowden and Nick Gismondi. Yeah, this show is getting more and more fun with each passing week as we see this team grow and make progress. 2-0-1 in the past week as uh, the excitement and intrigue continues around this club. I'm Chris Bowden. We'll be talking to all Blackhawks over the course of the next half hour. Joined by Matthias Yanmark at his reaction to returning to Dallas in victorious fashion last night with uh, one more game to go tomorrow. We'll also be joined by Blackhawks defensive prospect with a very high ceiling. Wyatt Kalanuck about his pro debut for the Rockford Icehogs a couple of nights ago as he gets ready for game number two tomorrow afternoon. But let's say hello to Nick Gismondi. And, and Nick, uh, I've, I've got color on my face from windburn and below, <laughs> below zero temperatures. You've got some color for a different reason over there as I look at you on the old Zoom screen. <laughs> had, a little, had a little fun this past week. Got a little, uh, got a little golf trip in. I got to Good be Uncle you. Nick. So I uh, took my nephew down to Orlando. He played in a, uh, in a Hurricane Junior golf tournament. And uh, we, we actually went down a little early, got to play Bay Hill, so took him out there for that. And the kid was striping it, striping oh, it. Uh, went sub-80 on, uh, on Sunday to put up a pretty big number. So it was, it was fun to watch. It was cool to, uh, cool to be a fun uncle and uh, get, to, get to play some cool golf and, and get to be in some warm weather in Orlando, too. I am uh, out of that league. But let's uh, talk about the National <laughs> Hockey too. League and, and this team in particular. Uh, the news of the day, Patrick Kane named the uh, NHL's no- uh, second star of the week. Two goals, five assists, uh, and in three games, his 14th career four-point game. He now has 10 points during a five-game point streak. Alex Dabrinkit very well could have been part of this th- uh, three stars of the week because of what he's done in his three games, the four goals and the six points, four goals in a row right now for the Hawks. The other bit of news, Adam Boquist, out of COVID-19 protocol. We reported that two weeks ago when he first went on with Alex, who got an earlier return. So Boquist has missed two weeks and eight games. It'll be interesting to see. He might need a little time to get some legs under himself. And if he comes back in the lineup, there are some interesting decisions for Jeremy Colleton to make, uh, Nick. Yeah, pleasant problems to have for sure right now for a team that is in all respects firing on all cylinders. A lot to talk about with this group, but man, oh man, could not be more impressed with the way they're playing. You go back to the to the Patrick Kane news. I mean, you think about the last three games that you watched, and I mean, he's just been an absolute force to be reckoned with out there. And I think the thing that I love the most about what we're seeing out of Patrick Kane right now is just his his unlimited diversity. I mean, this is a guy that's a distributor as well as a closer, and for me, it's just it's super impressive to see the way after all the after all the years that he's played in the league just how versatile and how committed he is to whatever it is that needs to be done of him and it's um it's been fun to watch this group i've been real excited yeah and he's pulling along some young guys on his line yeah, Q Suter yeah. has had his turn uh, more recently philip kurashev has had, had had his turn he's making them better and they're in ways making him better as well that was kind of a topic of conversation uh with the media after today's practice with jeremy Carlton and a couple of players. The other guy he has been playing with most consistently is Matthias Yenmark. After mm-hmm. we take our first time out here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com, Drive with Kane and Taves Drive, Nick and I will visit with Matthias himself as he sits here between games, back in his old stomping grounds in Dallas. That's straight ahead on 720 WGN. And now 
a shot from the left point by Jacob Slavin. Deflected wide. Philip Kurashev back through center ice and over the Canes line to Dominic Kubalik backing up to the right wing board. Put it across. Matias Janmark moves in. Shoots. He scores! Janmark with a backhander on the short side beats Reimer. It's a power play goal. The Hawks have tied it at one. That's the call from our John Weideman last week here on 720 WGN. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Chris Bowden along with Nick Ismondi. And we are pleased now to be joined by the man who scored that goal, as described by John. Matthias Janmark, who's done it even strength. He's done it shorthanded. He's done it, as you heard there, on the power play. Matthias, uh, thanks for jumping aboard with us here uh, on your off. Now, I'm not going to ask if there was uh, there was money on the board. That, that's the silly question, but uh, <laughs> I, I understand that, that you got a nice video tribute during that first period timeout. Nice reception from the fans that were there at American Airlines Center yesterday. and uh, That had to feel nice, but that nice probably felt a few notches below the nice when you saw Kane and the Cat uh, convert in overtime there for the winner. Yeah, I mean, it was great to be back, and, and I appreciated a lot the video that they sent. And it was a fun game. Uh, it was a different experience to be back on the other side. And there was a huge win for us uh, to get it in the overtime, too. So it was a, a great day overall. Wait a minute, are we not allowed to ask about money on the board? Because that was going to be one of my top <laughs> questions, because I know there was some, yeah. but now we'll stay, we'll stay away from it, Matthias. But, uh, this team has been – I have loved watching you guys lately. Uh, there's so much blue-collar effort. There's so much grit. There's so much dig. And and for me, it's it's the little things that you guys are doing that I think collectively have made the the biggest difference. Is that sort of the feeling in the room and with the group right now? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of people who doubts us uh, even before the season, and then we have some injuries, uh, some tough players that that are some good players that are gone. That's tough, uh, but I feel like we just go out and play, and and every, everyone tries to bring everything to the table. And I mean, we've been playing, we've been in every game. I feel like since that first road trip where we were kind of struggling, and uh, yeah, we just go out and try to play hard, and and everyone is uh, is doing it. It's not just some players it's everyone and different players stepping up on on different nights and i think that's how you you're being you're successful in this league so uh it's not easy though we we got to work hard to keep it going but but right now if you look back at the last 10 games i think we got a lot of good things to look back on yeah and let's let's go back and, and talk about what has set this up because uh, first of all i wanted to ask you you know uh, why the blackhawks in free agency but then once you signed uh, it had to be a challenging adjustment. I heard a quote of yours saying that you know you really only got to meet and get to know some of these guys on your first flight out to Tampa Bay. What was that adjustment? What was the challenge of that adjustment like with a nine-day training camp? And just, yeah, you played against a handful of these guys, but then becoming their teammates and getting to know uh, what they do and what their tendencies are, uh, trying to make that all gel so quickly, which uh, had to be an utmost challenge for, for you. Yeah, I mean, it was very strange. Uh, it was different in, in many in many ways. I mean, first time I, I switched teams over here, so there's, like you said, I didn't know anyone coming in. Uh, played against them, but didn't know anyone really. Uh, and then I got in maybe uh, 10 days before camp or something like that, two weeks, and only got to skate with most of the taxi squad or, or AHL players, not in the I didn't enter the main locker room until first day of camp or, or meet any of those guys until first day of camp. And then 
we were separated in two groups and we weren't sharing locker rooms or anything so we were split up so i mean some guys i was only seeing basically on a scrimmage until that uh plane ride into to, to tampa so it was uh different in a lot of ways so that first road trip kind of felt like the first week of, of a normal training camp and then uh yeah i mean then it's just went on from there but it, it's been a strange ride for sure we've been talking about that actually the last couple of weeks on the show matthias that that's a that's a hard adjustment to make short in training camp you don't have that bonding time you don't have that there's that cohesiveness that comes from just being around the guys and being in the room and having that away time and and, and figuring each other out and the laughs and things like that so for this team to come together as relatively quickly as they have, what's the secret there? Is it the leadership in the room? Is it the coaching staff? Is it just you knowing how to handle it? I mean, what what makes that change for you guys? How do you bond so quickly? Uh, I think it's a little bit of everything. I mean, there's some great uh, leadership in this team. Uh, and I, I think the main thing is, and that comes from Jeremy, I mean, we, we just everything that gets thrown at us, we, we kind of just deal with. Uh, we've had players gone on COVID and, and injuries, and but we've never really been faced by it. We've been just we just uh, keep going from it, uh, and we don't pay too much attention to it. We just try to do the best of it. I mean, we had a lot of Zoom meetings, so we just do it over Zoom, and then like that just becomes normal, and then uh, something else happens. But but we haven't really uh, we haven't really been paying attention to it. We're just moving forward and try to make the best of every situation uh, that's been uh, thrown at us. So I think we've been doing a hell of a job so far, and that comes from the from the coaches, I would say, uh, to start. Yeah, and it's a different kind of mental challenge. I, I want to get to the one that you guys went with you, through with your former team. You know, back in August and September of last year, um, the grind of the bubble, and from what I understand, things weren't weren't quite as as free and easy and and fun things available to do over the course of a two month run. The grind that that you went through with that Dallas Stars team, how mentally challenging was that? I remember, you know, your coach at the time, your coach Rick at the time, in that one game against Calgary when you guys fell behind three nothing in the first five minutes. Pointing out afterwards the fact that you rallied and what a mental challenge it was, how different was that than than anything that you have encountered before or could have thought of ever encountering? Yeah, uh, it it was very. I don't think you can prepare for it or or do anything. But it's like you said. I think uh, I think at the start there uh, it was pretty exciting. Uh, it was a lot of teams. I felt like every team was excited to get in there. I mean, it was a lot of. Uh, no one was sure if we were going to be able to finish the year so once we got in there it felt good uh, that we finally were there to play Uh, but then along the way I mean the longer you went I feel like the tougher it got Mm. Uh, and I mean that third round final round like it was it was hard Uh, you were trying to stay focused on the on the game but but I think every morning you woke up you you lost a little energy because because of that challenge, uh, but it was a fun experience. And now that you look back at it, uh, it, it was a cool experience too. Sure, Matthias, uh, back, back to your play a little bit. You, you've been obviously I've watched you for a while now, but for me, it's the impressiveness that you're able to you're able to generate. You're you're a finisher, but you're also you're also a guy that can create plays. You're you're conscious out there. You're smart. You've got instant chemistry with your line mates. When you take a look up and down this this 
this team. What is it for, for you that makes it so easy to adapt into the systems and in, in, into the way that this team plays? And, and maybe even so far as to say, what is it about the culture of this group that you like so much? I don't know. I just watched this team a lot last year, and I like the way they play, and they're always tough to play. And I think they had they have a we have a lot of talent here too, and that's what I saw when I when I signed there too. I think there's a bright future here, uh, a lot of good players, good offensive players, and that's kind of what I was looking for too. I would compare this team a lot to to my rookie year here. Uh, I mean, we were a little bit more experienced my rookie year here in Dallas, or in Dallas than, than we are right now and a little bit more primed to win. But the way we play here uh, is a lot like that. There's a lot of offensive skilled and, and smart players uh, and two-way players, just smart hockey players. And that, that makes it easy to kind of build that chemistry uh, on the ice and it makes it easier for me uh, to, to play. And I think the coach allows you to play too. You can play a little bit more on your instincts and he trusts you. Uh, so that's what makes the adjustments easier. I think it took uh, four or five games to, like I said before, to get to know the guys on the ice and, and get to know how they play every, every player. Cause that's a part of it. Uh, and then once I kind of figured that out and us as a team figured that out, I think we became much, much better and much more efficient. Well, speaking of pretty good offensive players, uh, one of your line mates, uh, got NHL number two star of the week today in <laughs> Patrick Kane. And, you know, uh, you were grinding it out against him for a number of years down in Dallas. Now you're his line mate. Um, what, what are the, what are the challenges, first of all, of going up against him defensively? And what are the challenges of actually playing with it, playing with him too? As great as he is, um, uh, are there challenges when you're a line mate of his? I mean, first of all, playing against him, he's just one of those players. There's a few in the league that he just, Everyone is aware. Uh, pretty much your whole pregame is is about him, uh, and, and you kind of adapt your your defensive approach to the game uh, when he's on the ice after him. Uh, so, so it's always hard to play against him. You always got to be aware of him uh, and playing with him. I mean, he's a tremendous player. Uh, it makes it easy for for his teammates. But I mean, the hard part I, I think would be maybe like you you want to make the plays uh, like. If he's open, you wanna you wanna make the pass, and, and sometimes uh, it's not that easy to to just find the open guy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's a lot of fun. Like he, uh, you get so much so much time with the puck playing with him because, like I said before, other teams are aware of him. So sometimes he just gets two three guys to to go to him, and then all of a sudden you get the puck and you're wide open. So it's a lot of fun. Matthias, how are you liking the schedule set up? Obviously, you have a home rip there, then you come in a couple tough games against Dallas. you got a few more tough games at home against uh, Columbus and then a short jump across the lake to, to Detroit. Is this is this schedule and these sort of mini-series that you're playing against teams, Is it are there more positives than negatives? Do you like the way it's set up this year? How, how does it adapt to your game and, and, and the team's game? Yeah, I think uh, the way we play now with so many games against the same team, I think uh, it's great that we get to to do these miniseries uh, and stay in the same city on the travel and, and everything. Uh, and it's a, it's a little fun, too, to go up against a team for a few games in a row. Uh, and then, I mean, it's not ideal. Uh, like the schedule, like it was before, it's good, but I mean... I think we're just trying to, like I said before, we're just trying to make the best of it. Uh, try to limit travel. Try to limit the 
the virus uh, itself. Uh, but you're just trying to make the best of it. I don't, I don't think anyone thinks it's perfect, but uh, uh, so far we've been able to play all our games uh, accordingly. And, and hopefully we can keep doing that, and that'll make the schedule easier for us too. Yeah, that's a, that's a real important because it's uh, starting to get messy with some of the other uh, divisions in particular. Uh, Matias, as, as we let you go, uh, quick question: What was the trash talk like uh, yesterday? <laughs> I, I I know you you mentioned going up against Klingberg, who's one of your buddies, and I know there was one instance there when you guys were cross checking each other behind the net. Uh, what was it like? And are you still on uh, on good terms here, or, or at least yeah. on decent terms until after tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it got a little chippy there, more more so than I thought. I'm not a I'm not a guy who throws hot hits every game, so I think I caught some of those guys off guard, and, I, and also I got hit too. So I mean, it was fun that way. I had to throw out a couple texts today to see to see where we were at with some guys. Friends. But, I mean, yeah, right. it's gonna be. I think uh, it was nice to get that first game out of the way, and then tomorrow it'll be. A little bit more normal, and uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot. It was fun yesterday, so I think uh, tomorrow should be even more so. Yeah, we're looking forward to watching it. Hey, uh, thanks a bunch for taking uh, a little time out of your off night here. We greatly appreciate it. Congratulations on the great start here with the Hawks, and uh, yeah, go get them again tomorrow night, all right? Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Matthias Yadmark joining us here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Been a real great addition to the Blackhawks here and a factor in uh, what has been a turnaround since those opening three or four games of the season. When we come back, we'll be joined by Blackhawks defensive prospect Wyatt Kalanuck. That's straight ahead. That's coming up after the news here at the bottom of the hour. It's 7.30. Let's go to the WGN Newsroom and Vic Vaughn. Tepley into the offensive zone, holds up just inside the blue line, left left wing at the point, leaves it for Franzen now to pick it up. Franzen across the ice, one-timer, score! Wyatt Kalanick, first professional marker, and the Ice Hogs take the lead back, it's 3-2. That's the voice of the Ice Hogs, Joey Z Radio, Joey Zaseski, the other night as our next guest joins us here. A little sneak peek of uh, what he was able to do in his professional debut. Welcome back to Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. Chris Bowden along with Nick Gizmondi. And uh, our next guest, you heard him score there, a power play goal and an assist in his pro debut on Saturday as the Ice Hogs unfortunately lost 5-4 to uh, the Wolves. They'll play them again tomorrow afternoon. Uh, Wyatt Kalanuck, who signed with the Blackhawks as a free agent uh, back in July. Wyatt, thanks for taking a few minutes out and joining us here on the program. All indications are from uh, the clips I've seen and the people who were there in person said you uh, looked very comfortable uh, and up to the competition that it wasn't too big in your uh, professional debut the other night. Uh, did you feel that way too? Um, yeah, I think I, I thought I played pretty well. I, I think uh, it was fun just to get back into playing a game. It's been quite a while, I think almost 11 or maybe even close to a year. Mm. So it was, uh, yeah, it was fun just to get back on the ice and, and get back into playing a game. The humbleness of hockey players is always my favorite, but uh, Wyatt, you know, there's so much that is said about you in terms of your attributes and your assets, skating, uh, beautiful skater, great size, uh, you like to make things happen, you're great with the puck, saw a beautiful stick handle play out of your own zone, um, you know, the other night in your debut as well, so when you take a look at the overview of your game, could you maybe fill in Chicago Blackhawks fans on just what your style is and, and, and where you feel like you want to hone in on maybe some details so that you have that permanent spot in the show? Uh, yeah, I guess I 
think of myself as a puck moving uh, defenseman. I think, like you said, I think skating is my biggest asset. It kind of always has been. I think uh, uh, from since I've been young, that's always been kind of my strength is skating. I think, um, yeah, moving the puck, and if I need to carry it and skate with it, I can do that too. And uh, yeah, I mean, I like to jump into play. I like to uh, to make plays in the D zone that can lead to plays offensively, and I like to join off the rush too. So I think kind of a, I guess, a two way D that likes to join in offensively. Yeah, and until until just recently, um, you were on the Blackhawks taxi squad and got you know a, a ton of, of practice time with these guys. What did you take out of all that time that uh, you got to spend? Those opportunities you did get to practice with the likes of, of Duncan Keith and, and Calvin DeHaan and and Connor Murphy and some of those other uh, veterans. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, I was just trying to take it all in. I think, um, you know, obviously those guys, some of those guys have been around for quite a while. I think, you know, Duncan Keith has been around for so long and everyone knows how, how good he is. And I think what I noticed was just how good he is with his stick and, and how hard he makes it on players. He, you know, he's not the biggest guy and he doesn't really play the most physical game in the NHL, but he's, he's such a great defender with his stick. So, just watching little things like that, even, you know, Connor Murphy, I think, is a great player as well to watch. Uh, if you're a young guy and you want to pick up on some things that happen at the NHL level, those those two guys are, are a good role models to watch for sure. Obviously a strange year, but with it creates a lot of opportunities for guys like yourself, especially even in a system like this. But more importantly, Chicago is a team that prides itself on its development, on its young guys, on its ability to kind of move guys in, and it's a next man up mentality. So, for you, how, how do you now that you've sort of just started getting back into games? You mentioned that layoff, but how do you mentally stay ready to perform on any given night in the NHL, just the same as you would in the AHL? Does the preparation stay the same? Uh, yeah, I think just like you said, just staying ready. I think. No one knows what's going to happen. You know, there's, there's, like you said, there's opportunity all over. And especially this year, I mean, things happen fast and guys are out, injuries and COVID and stuff like that. So, yeah, just staying ready, knowing that your chance can come really at any moment. And, um, yeah, just exactly that, just being ready and when that time comes, just making sure that you are ready. Well, both Stan, Stan Bowman and Jeremy Carlson have said they expect you to make your NHL debut at some point this year. That's how impressed they have been uh, with you. So um, that being said, when it came time to to sign with a team back uh, last July, you are originally a, a, a seventh-round pick back in 2017 by the Philadelphia Flyers. Uh, why did you choose the Blackhawks? Because they, they are pretty deep in that uh, defensive prospect pool with uh, with you included now, too. Uh, yeah, there was a, a bunch of reasons. I think right when I uh, I did become a free agent, the Blackhawks were kind of they were they were the first team that kind of showed the most interest. And then throughout the whole process, they were uh, you know pretty active and 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 uh, you know getting back to me and in, in my agency. But yeah, I think um, I'm obviously a little bit familiar with the organization being close to Chicago for the past three years in Madison and. Um, you know, we've we've been we've played at the United Center a couple of times and the at Wisconsin we kinda of model our game after the Blackhawks a little bit. So there's a lot of different things. I think I mean, no matter where you go in the NHL it's you know, no one's gonna hand you a spot. Um, no matter how deep teams are, you're gonna have to earn your spot earn your way onto the team and 
Um, so yeah, those are the reasons. I I mean, there wasn't any you know, I didn't think it was an easier path maybe, but um, yeah, just no matter where you go, you're gonna have to earn it, and that's what I think I'm gonna do. How about a little bit of insight on Rockford? Uh, you know, obviously you guys are, are, are going to be a major feeder system, and we're going to see a lot of guys kind of moving back and forth between that organization and the Chicago Blackhawks this year because of just the situation of the world that we're in. But the team in general and your partnership with uh, with Cody, you guys look real comfortable out there together. Maybe give us a little insight to that as, as well as uh, how you expect uh, Rockford to perform this season. Uh, yeah, I think obviously, I mean, I haven't looked around the rest of the league, but I think this is a pretty young team, uh, for sure. Definitely really young. I mean, uh, luckily we do have guys like Cody Franzen and, and Scott Darling, guys that have been around, guys that can, can really mentor us young guys and and, uh, and stuff like that. But, yeah, Cody, it was great playing with him the first game. It, it did feel pretty comfortable uh, right away. He's, he's a great communicator, you know, on the bench, on the ice. And, uh, yeah, he makes it pretty easy on me going back for pucks and even offensively he, I mean he's played in the NHL for quite a while he's played over in Europe he's, he's been around so he knows what he's talking about so uh, yeah he, he makes it pretty easy on me. Uh, real quick before we cut you loose uh, Wyatt and thanks thanks for your time uh, Evan Barrett I know you went you probably went up against him a few times in, in college and now now he's your teammate uh, what, what was he like to compete against in college and uh, uh, sounds like he had a, himself a pretty decent debut as well the other day. Uh, yeah, actually, Evan and I played against each other quite a bit in college, and we uh, we didn't like each other really that much. <laughs> he was actually one of the only guys in, in college that I really hated, and I think he hated me too. Um, I actually think he got suspended for a couple of games in the playoffs a couple of years ago for hitting me from behind. So, yeah, we hated each other in college, but he was actually in, in Chicago with me Um for like a month in September and it was just he and I and I mean we became pretty good friends and it's just funny how that works and um, <laughs> yeah, I love hockey. Small, small world and everything kind of comes at you full circle so yeah we're good buddies now he's a great player he uh, he's great on draws and he's, he's a pretty gritty guy that can score too so um, yeah he's He's a great guy. Well, I'm glad peace has been made there. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys, uh, in very short order, will be up here uh, wearing the same sweater for the Blackhawks sometime soon. Wyatt, uh, congratulations on the nice debut. Keep it going. And uh, hope to see you up here in Chicago sometime soon. We appreciate your time tonight. Sure, no problem. Thanks. Wyatt Kalanuck joining us here on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. And uh, we appreciate him jumping on for a couple of minutes after what he was able to do. And they'll be taking on the Wolves once again tomorrow in Hoffman Estates. Try to avenge that 5-4 loss the other day. Time for another break. When we come back, uh, Nick and I just kick it around a little bit. Lots of things to talk about concerning this Blackhawks team. We'll do that next on 720 WGN. To be honest, these guys play so hard. I mean, it's uh, it's really great. I think uh, Jeremy's setting a culture here where, you know, he wants the hard work and he wants guys skating hard and uh, guys winning battles. So, um, you know, I think a lot, of, a lot of these guys do that so well. That's something I can get better at too. So um, especially lately, it's been a fun group. You know, we've been pretty much in every game and, battling hanging around whether it's good goaltending or, or t- timely scoring or just you know trying to figure out our game and uh now it's like okay we're in these games let's figure out how to win them oh culture 
Culture and Culture Club. I see that. I see what he did there. I get it. Curtis Koch's favorite band. Let's go. No doubt. No, not not no doubt. Culture Club. Uh, and and, and Very Karma Chameleon. Bands. And uh, that, that's fitting as this team kind of morphs into a different kind of uh, unit. Boy, we are... Uh, Look at you. We are uh, just Look at you right now. flying off the rails here. But... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, uh, really impressive hearing Patrick Kane and Alex DeBrinkett, um, and not necessarily to that extent, Shaw, Keith, talking that way and how they're learning things from some of these younger kids and and uh, the good vibration that they're, they're – they're, oh, there's another song reference. I didn't even realize it. But the way they're kind of feeding off of each other um, – realizing that um, with this team being as young as it is and these young players being as hungry as wanting to stay in the league, they are going to have to listen to what the coach wants them to do. And as a result of that, uh, they're making the overall team play better. And as great as some of these two- and three-time cup winners are, they're kind of opening their eyes, too, to ways and, and the routes that you can become successful. And we've seen that here over the course of the last two or three weeks, Nick. Yeah, and it started last season, you know. Uh, obviously, Coach took a lot of flack from fans and from some media about the way that he was doing things, and there was a lot of doubt thrown in there, and it's a process. Not, not, nothing like this happens overnight. I've been around enough sports, and I've played enough to know how this works. And a culture change and a momentum change, it, it doesn't. it's not a snap-of-the-finger thing right now. And you have to you have to have full buy in order for it to work and and i think that what we're seeing right now is is, is that that full buy in is is sort of in effect J- jeremy has has dug his feet in and, and and he said hey listen this is how i want you to play uh, i want your intentions to be good and we'll work on the execution if you're and i mentioned this last week if your intentions aren't great um, the execution suffers and that's where he's going to have a problem that's where he's not afraid to bench guys and that's where he's not afraid to take away ice time but on the on the other side of it, this guy's a player's coach, and he's happy to reward it. I think, you know, we were talking about it. One of the most encouraging things for me, and it's a little thing, but it says a lot, the 6-4 win over Carolina. Who did he put out, in, in, you know, in the empty net situation? He rewarded Kane and Debrinkit, and that line for being so gritty and being such a huge factor in that game. He threw them out for the empty net. You know, to give them that opportunity, and it's little things like that 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 sort of resonates with players, and 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 they go and they think, ah, oh, okay, all right, you know what, a goal's a goal. He's throwing me a little bit of a bone right here, so I think that's why you're seeing this group come around. And I, I got to be honest with you, I'm impressed at how quickly it has happened. I knew it would happen this year, and I've been I've been saying it now for a couple years, but it's nice to see it happening so quickly, and uh, it's it's been impressive and it's been fun to watch. I mean. They 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 won the other you know they they won the other night against Dallas and in overtime I I jumped out of my chair I mean it's been a long time since I jumped out of my chair for a sporting moment and I uh, I was up out of my feet and well except for your nephew's golf game the other well day. yeah I was jumping out of my seat for that too uh, <laughs> you, you should have seen a couple of shots he hit but yeah you know you know me man I get excited about the little things and <laughs> Chicago Blackhawks and golf I'm I'm all about right now the other things that are kind of feeding off each other here are our special teams. Um, you know yeah. the, the kill has improved now, where they've knocked off eleven in a row, and they 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 ended up shutting out Dallas yesterday. It's going to be yep. a challenge again tomorrow night. But now, power play connects eleven times in the thirteen games, and Incredible. you know uh, they came up with a, a difference making goal yesterday uh, when when Dallas didn't. And then the other thing is. Yeah, the confidence in, in, in goaltending. We touched on this last week, and good on Malcolm Subban for what he did yesterday, following up that performance almost two weeks prior 
in Nashville when the door opened for him again. Over these last nine games, check this out. Uh, the Blackhawks save percentage is 941. The Blackhawks five on five save percentage, or, or yeah, I should say even strength save percentage is 971. And to wow. have that belief in the guy behind you, uh, certainly goes a long way. And between special teams and between the way the goalies are performing as well, hand-in-hand with the defensive structure, they've allowed just 18 goals in their last nine games. Well, keep in mind, Dallas has been deadly offensively. I mean, they came out of the gate and were racking up five-plus goals like it was nothing. And they have been just... They have just been on an absolute tear. And, and, and I think what you see with a team in the goaltending is, is a lot can be said for that. Guys play a little bit looser and a little bit more comfortable, and they play a little bit more free when they trust the guy back in between the pipes. And when there's a little bit of doubt there, that's when you see him hang on to the puck a little bit more, when you see them try to get a little fancy out of their own zone or, or try to be too complicated through the neutral zone because they're worried about turning the puck over and they want to make the sure thing pass. So the fact that the Hawks are so good right now in their own end and they're so good in transition and we're seeing such a great performance out of the defense, including the performance, by the way, of Keith these last few games. He's been just an absolute workhorse back there on the point, but mm-hmm. I love it a lot. 31 shots on net from Dallas the other night, only giving up one. Uh, and, and by the way, Subban had some unbelievable saves. I mean, that was highlight reel save number two and three on the year for him. And keep in mind, he hasn't gotten a ton of games in a row, so that ramp up for him, that build up, that perform, that that show up and get it done is, is massively impressive to me. So, one of the biggest question marks coming into the season I thought was the goaltending and I believe that that question mark has been erased and is now an exclamation mark. Yep, uh, we're 13 through 56 right now and uh, we're going to take a final break, some final thoughts when we come back uh, and wrap up this edition of Blackhawks Live presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive what Kane and Taves drive. I'm picking up good uh, We're opening the music catalog here, very tongue-in-cheek. Chris Bowden back with our beach boy from this weekend, Nick Ismondi, on Blackhawks Live, presented by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Drive with Kane and Taves Drive. And as we uh, barrel down the home stretch here and wrap up this edition, now uh, the, the intrigue, we, we ended last week's show, how are they going to handle a team like Carolina? How are they going to handle a team like Dallas? Well, uh, they've answered that in a uh, very good vibration manner. And, and now we get hey. to see how they come back against a Dallas team. Hudobin is expected back in goal tomorrow night. Uh, they've kissed and made up, apparently. And then we begin to see teams for a second time. The Blackhawks have played all seven divisional opponents in two game series once. And now we start seeing how opponents and how the Blackhawks react, uh, starting when Columbus comes in here uh, on Thursday and Saturday nights. And then the Blackhawks will go off on the road for, for six straight games against the likes of Detroit and Columbus and Carolina. This is the next thing we get to see, Nick. Yeah, and, and this is, I think, where you're going to see some 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 chess being played and not just checkers. Maybe initially it's checkers, and, and now it's going to become chess because teams are going to adapt. And it brings up one of my favorite phrases that you know I, I learned from my pops when I was a kid, and it's improvise, adapt, and overcome. Teams are going to do that. They're going to look at you. They're going to study you. They're going to know what they're going to get, and there's going to be some calculations. So you're going to have to improvise and adapt and overcome against teams in order to pick up wins because – the familiarity is going to start to be there. Listen, it's another couple rip of games. I mean, Columbus comes into Chicago on Thursday uh, after playing a couple big wins against Dallas. But the thing that I like is if you play a real solid game tomorrow night, you pick up two more points, you come back home, you've just picked up big numbers and big points against uh, you know two of the toughest teams that you're going to face. And, and then you get a little bit of a reprieve, and, and you're right back in it. So I think the the rollout of the schedule and the, you know, the – 
of it just sort of benefits these guys, and and I'm I can't wait to see how they play tomorrow night, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they adapt and and how they roll out against Columbus and and how both teams play against each other because I think it's it's going to become checkers now. Great stuff, fun as always. Yes. Again, Nick, we appreciate it. Uh, have yourself a great week. We'll talk to you next week. You too, Bodes. I love you guys, All and right. uh, thanks for everything. See you soon.